Well, I think we're just taking a look at making sure, making sure, you know, because we have, we have looked at the budget, construction budget for the Classic Center four different times now and changed it four different times. District 10, Athens Clark County Commissioner Mike Hamby, with whom we spoke, I don't know, a week or so ago. The Athens Clark County Commission postponing what had been a scheduled vote on a third bond for construction of the arena at the Classic Center. Vote now anticipated the first Tuesday in September, September 5th. Here to talk about this, the director of the Classic Center, Paul Kramer, with us now. Paul Kramer, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Appreciate you having me on. Let's go back through it. I know there's a lot of ground to cover here. Let's cover as much as we possibly can. Uh, where we are in all this, uh, sales tax referendum, SPLOST approved. We're going to pay for construction of an arena at the Classic Center parking deck to go with it. Bond funding to facilitate all that. And, and now a delay in getting a third bond. First of all, the reason for the need for a third bond. How did we get here? So, as you know, it's not just the arena. This project actually attracted a significant development that'll take place all the way around the arena. But as you also know, interest rates have climbed and we had a little issue along the way uh, as we were progressing through. And really, Tim, it's about the timing at this point. Um, We knew that the project had escalated first because we were building this through the COVID time and all construction has gone up during that time. Um, but also this unique site, right? It's full of rock and it once upon a time was on the state's uh, contaminated site list. So as we blasted, as we got into this, uh, there was contaminated soil, which needed to be mitigated appropriately, which the city did. So the price of the project overall went up. um, And then when the developer had to pause for a moment, we were counting on those land leases and so forth to help pay back the bonds. And so I simply said, I think it would be wise as this building is now a year out if we borrowed the funds sufficient to finish the job appropriately and then allow the authority to pay those bonds back directly. And when the development comes along, it would just make it that much easier for the authority itself to pay those bonds back. All right, let me back up and, and hit a couple of points there. You, you know, we, we hit a little setback. Yeah, that developer pulled out of the project, as I understand it. As you put it, he paused. But now I'm understanding the developer is back at the table, or is he? And some of that was contingent on trying to get this bond approved a couple of weeks ago. That didn't happen. You were concerned then that you lose the developer again. What's the status of the developer this morning? So the developer truly is a quality developer, and we have worked. Um, probably for the last two weeks uh, on a regular basis, bringing them back in. They were really good. You know, when you get down to the the nitty-gritty of working this out, they were fully transparent on all their numbers. And basically the impediment was with the parking deck itself. It's a big parking deck, and it sits right on top of the water retention pond, that serves about a 23-acre area throughout the downtown. So they did need some help uh, with financing the uh, water retention pond. And then they initially were going to be paying for the bridge and stair that connected from the pedestrian plaza of the arena 
to the parking deck. Um, but we were able to help them with the pedestrian connection as well as that water retention pond, which really unlocked the rest of their financing and made this work. Uh, again, the, the key for us was when the authority ran the numbers and looked at it and said that we can handle uh, that difference um, going forward. And then if and when the developer does come along, then those revenues simply make it that much easier to offset the bond payments. And Paul Kramer with us again, the Classic Center Director. Okay, the vote uh, that was supposed to have been taken and expected to have been taken in a special call meeting uh, a week or two ago pushed back until we say the first Tuesday in September. I think that's the fifth. Uh, it, it looks as though the votes are there at the end of the day. Of course, we won't know, but but my sense in, in looking at, and you're a lot closer to this, my sense is that the commission is ready to sign off on this. They just weren't ready at that special meeting. And, and I think that's right. And look, this is a big project. I can think of no other SPLOS project that kind of leveraged the $30 million of SPLOS dollars to create something that is going to drive $30 million of economic impact annually and and be able to draw in a development which is appreciably about $350 million worth of new development that will create an entertainment district which will just draw more people to our community and allow people to shop in our shops, eat in our restaurants, stay in our hotels. Um, I think ultimately... 10, 15 years from now, people are going to look back and say that was one of the best projects that we have ever done, much in the same way they now say that about the Classic Center itself. True enough, and I, I came to Athens in 98, which is to say 25 years ago, and the Classic Center was already here, and I missed the big fight because I understand there was a massive fight about whether to build it, what to call it, and that, all that, a lot of big questions that were that were argued over and settled, and now people look back, generally speaking, you're right, and say, good Thank goodness we have the Classic Center. But it, it's grown over the years. There have been fights over the years, every step of the way. And you and I have talked about them pretty much every step of the way. The hotel fight, the the, the, the expansion, closing off that street behind the Classic Center and adding a big new part of the Classic Center. And now this thing with the arena and another bit of a dust-up here uh, with commissioners specifically and maybe some other folks as well. The question I would ask, and maybe it's a question that, that should have been asked and, and was, I suppose, to some extent, uh, before we voted on this arena with the sales tax referendum of a few years ago 2020 i guess it was what are you what are we getting that we don't already have you're we're going to have concerts we're going to have hockey we have those things already well it's a lot more than that um what we did as an authority is we went back to our core mission right we are here to maximize the economic impact of tourism in this community currently most folks don't recognize but we are generating $49 million in economic impact annually. Um, every single week we have conferences. Our conferences are over a 1,000 people who come in and out of this place. This past year, we will have done <clears throat> over 70 major conventions in the center itself. And that's on top of the Broadway shows, the concerts, the things that you have inside the Performing Arts Theater but now with the arena coming in, those conferences will get larger. And the types of shows that we're going to be able to bring in, we did not one study, we did two studies before we did this. 
And they said that Athens, Georgia, is ripe for an arena, that if we placed it here and developed it and finished it correctly, we would attract 80% of the major national touring shows in the country. That Athens is a hot spot. It is a destination people want to come to. And so I don't think we're only bringing these concerts in for the people of Athens. I think it's going to draw people from our entire region, which, again, helps all of the entrepreneurs throughout Athens-Clark County as these visitors come in and they spend their money and they are entertained in this new entertainment district. What's the status, by the way? I, I referenced it a moment ago. What's the status of hockey? The, the first word was East Coast Hockey League. And for folks not familiar, the, the team in Gwinnett plays in the ECHL. And now we understand maybe not East Coast League, but somebody else. What's the status of hockey? So we have a agreement negotiated um, with a group out of uh, Charlotte, and um, it is going to be an SPHL team coming in. They have one of these over in Huntsville, Alabama, and they attract about 5,000 attendees every time they have a game. They play about 28 games a year, and I think the success that we've had with just the Ice Dogs tells me that this new team is going to be tremendously successful going forward. And I'm super excited as we'll be able to host both the professional hockey league as well as the Ice Dogs going forward. And by the way, we should go through too, Paul Kramer, Classic Center Director. The specs on this, what, 8,000, 8,500 seats in some configurations? How's that going to work? So it's... uh, permanent seating Tim of about 5,500 but as you know with an arena you can also put seats on the floor of the arena so for a normal concert we'll have about 7,000 seats to sell and then when we if you did it as a concert in the round that's where the 8,000 number comes into play but this arena is going to be awesome it's going to be acoustically wonderful the sight lines are going to be great um, it really will be a state-of-the-art facility, and I, I do applaud the commission. I mean, I think it's brilliant how they came up with the idea of leveraging $30 million of SPLOS funding and then taking the land that was all around the arena that had laid dormant for years and now finding a developer, marketing that land, bringing them in, and the land leases just from that development, you know, will generate 2.5 million annually for the next 99 years. So, let me let you go on this one, Paul Kramer, Classics and Director. You referenced earlier things obviously shutting down largely through the pandemic and now bouncing back uh, quickly. Less than a minute here. How does how do things stand now, uh, building back, if you will, from the COVID shutdowns? Well, that's something I'm super proud of. Thanks for asking the question. Um, You know, I don't think anybody realized, but we're booked out five years. We do almost 700 events a year now. Um, And when COVID hit, everything ended, everything, for years. So not only have we bounced back, but this past year was the best year we have ever had and was by about 20% better than anything we've done over 28 years I think the other thing that our folks don't all know, Tim, is that we've served this community 28 years without ever costing the taxpayers a penny other than that initial SPLOS funding 
which you know, almost 65% of SPLOST is paid for people from people outside of our county. All right, uh, Director of the Classic Center, Paul Kramer, up against it. We'll leave it there. We'll see what the commission does on September 5th. Best of luck moving forward, and thanks for your time this morning. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it as always. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.